1: staff. You really have to limit it to three. One of the things that I do with our staff and I really enjoy doing is sitting in a room and putting all your thoughts about whatever subject it is. If it's winter conditioning, if it's, um, you know, what you want to achieve that week in the game and boil it down to three things.
0: Today's quick cast is with Greg Sciano, head football coach at Rutgers. It was taken from Lawrence First and Goal Clinic in January. Lawrence First and Goal Foundation supports and funds pediatric brain tumor research and cancer services. Typically they have a camp every summer in which coaches volunteer their time. Hundreds of coaches every summer, thousands of kids attend, and it really does a great job raising funds. This year, we had to go to a virtual clinic to replace that because of the COVID shutdown. All these coaches stepped up and delivered, donated their time and their talks. Those now have been produced to courses, which continue to support Lawrence Firth and Goal Foundation. I'll link those in the show notes. Coach Ciano shares something which has been important to his career, which he calls the law of three. Let's take a listen. Probably
1: the thing that I've leaned on the most in my career is what I call the law of three. And I really believe in this because uh, I think the human mind can, can process three things at one time and you said what are you talking about well i look back to when we were kids when i was a kid not you younger guys but when i was a kid you knew every phone number of your friends you didn't have a cell phone there were no cell phones but you had memorized their number and how did you do it right you could remember the first three numbers so the exchange where i lived in new jersey was eight nine one but then the last four numbers you always used athletes right so mine you know if my friend's uh, number was 7588 that would have been uh, mean Joe, Lynn Swan. So it was 891, Mean Joe, Lynn Swan, right? You can remember three things, that 891, but when you had those four numbers to remember, that wasn't easy, and I'd mix those up, but not when I made it, Lynn Swan and Joe Green. And I believe when you teach, when you uh, about whatever subject it is, if it's winter conditioning, if it's, um, you know, what you want to achieve that week in the game, And boil it down to three things. You know, so we do that in every phase of the program. We'll be entering our winter program here in a week or so, and we're going to sit down as a staff and do just that. What are the three most important things? Now, we may fill up a board with 100 things, but at the end of the time, we have to be able to say, what are the three most important things? And usually, if you get the three most important, everything else travels with it. We do that each week in our game planning. Each offense, defense, and special teams, we come up with what we call the big three. And those are the three most important things for us to win the game. Now, it takes a long time to get to that. And it also drives your game planning as you're looking at it. Now, some of it may be your things that are your normal big three that you use in all phases of football, whether it be ball security or you know, toughness. But a lot of times it's specific to the opponent. If they got a great edge rusher, you know, one of the things we gotta we gotta negate number 99. We gotta make sure he has he is blocked. So that'll drive our game planning. What are we gonna do? We may chip him. We may slide to protection to him. You know, we may do things where we're we're coming inside out on him or outside in on him and in run action stuff just to tie him up and try to negate him. Um, and I think that's one of the one of the best things that I've been able to do as a coach, and it's simple. But one of the things I noticed, whether it was as a coach or when I'd go speak to businesses, I always love to do this. I said, hey, tell me about your business. What are the three cultural tenets of your business? What are the main three pieces of your culture? Because culture right now is the most overused word in all of sport and all of business. But I think it's a, probably the most important word. Yet when you ask the question, what do you get? You can get 50 different things, and they're all good. They're all great things, right? We're going to be focused. We're going to be dedicated. We're going to be uh, uh, selfless. We're gonna, you go down the list, every one of those things is good. But when you ask people in the same organization and they can't fire them off at you, then really what you have is you have a lot of good stuff, but you don't have a culture. And one of the things, you know, our culture is very simple. It's not real complicated. It's family trust chop. Right And family, one of the terms that we used back when, when I was here first, was family. Forget about me, I love you. And our, our definition of love is sacrifice. So really, it's forget about me, I'm going to sacrifice for you. Now, I could just say, hey, be a great teammate, be selfless. But that's our kind of acronym that we use. And we use it all the time. And I'm really proud of our coaches because they work it into their teaching. They work it into their coaching. If I'm a defensive end and I have contain, I have, to be, I have to practice family. I have to be unselfish and sacrifice. And I can't dip underneath if the blitz is all coming inside. I can't do that, right? And I love the way, you know, Coach Panagos works it into his teaching. So when I, when I look at things and say, every single person in our building, whether it's the cleaning people, whether it's the food service, whether it's the coaches, the players, support staff, I think every person you could walk in the building and say, hey, what's your culture at Rutgers? And they'd spit it, family trust job. So forget about me, I love you. Forget about me, I sacrifice for you. The second thing is trust, right? And a lot of people in coaching, they talk about different things. We keep it real simple. To me, trust is 100% honesty. That's the one part of it. And the second part is do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. Now, what does that mean? Well, 100% honesty. I think a lot of times people... Are for the most part honest. But how many times do you ask a player a question and they give you the the part of the answer that makes them look good and they leave out that little part, like, yeah, I was also at the party when the cops came, right? I call that lying by omission. And then the other way you can lie is you can lie by omi uh, by commission. You look a man in the eye and you tell him a lie. Those two things we we really have no place for in our program, right? And I really, really am hard on that. Is it really harder on that than than some things that people might think he'd get mad about that? No. But I just want you to tell me the truth because I feel if you tell me the 100% truth and I do the same to you, we can work out whatever issues we have. So 100% honesty and then do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. If I continually do what I say I'm going to do and I do it when I say I'm going to do it, you're going to build trust in me. Now, do I have to be competent at my job? Sure. Yes. As a coach, I better know my, my X's and O's. I better know my technique, how to teach it. But when I continually say, hey, hey let's, let's meet it at 3 o'clock and go grab a sandwich I want to talk to you about, and then you show up at 3.30, well, then the kid loses trust in you. If you tell the young man, hey, this is your week, man, you practice hard, you're going to play, right? That's the worst thing you can do. I talk to our coaches all the time, under promise, over deliver. Because when you tell them this is your week, you go work hard, you're going to play. And then he doesn't play, man alive, have you lost that kid? because he's gotta go out and face his family, probably his family and friends that he told this was the week he was gonna play. Rand, what a bad deal. So I really believe on 100% honesty, do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. So it's family, it's trust, and then our last thing is CHOP. And CHOP is is nothing more than a metaphor for being able to have great mental and physical toughness and being able to focus on that spot on the tree, regardless of what's going on. We call it BOMBS. Right? you got to be able to hold that axe and swing it as hard as you can at that spot on the tree and not take your eye off it, regardless of what bombs are going off around you. Now, what are bombs? Bombs could be a great three technique in your face. Bombs could be a fight with your girlfriend during the week. Bombs could be you're not doing well in school. Bombs can be family issues at home. Bombs can be financial issues. But we have to be able to, when we play and practice the game of football, we have to be able to stay focused on our, on our job right? And that to me, that ability to chop and chop through the bombs is what allows people to grow consistently day in and day out. And if we can find young men that are willing to do those three things, and the first one's probably the hardest of all, right? You talk about putting the team before yourself, forget about me. It's about you. It's about all of you. It's not about me. And I had a player this year who transferred. And I got to tell you, I have the utmost respect for him, because he came in mid-year We tried to move him from defensive line to offensive line because there was a need. And we sat down and talked and he said, I'll do it. And then he came back, I don't know, a few hours later, he sat down, he said, coach, I can't do it. I said, you know, it's nice to say family and forget about me, I love you, but forget about me, I sacrifice for you, but I can't do it. I cannot bring myself to go play offensive line. Now, it's not what I wanted to hear, but I respected the heck out of the guy. And I made it every accommodation to help him find a new place. And that was good. He was honest with me. I was honest with him. Did I want that to happen? No, but boy, did I feel good that at least he understood that this was not going to make him happy. And this is certainly what I'm talking about is not right for, for all, for everybody. So again, when I talk about the law of three, I use our culture as an example. Anything after those three, I don't think our guys can focus and concentrate it on all. And I'm not being disrespectful or saying that we don't have smart guys because we have really smart guys. But I truly think the human brain can handle three major things that they can focus on. And after that, that's a tipping point. So my advice or what I, what I learned was to keep the main thing the main thing. What are the three most important parts of your culture? And that is your culture. Everything else will come from those three things.
0: There you have it, our quick cast from Greg Shiano and the Law of Three. Remember all of these courses, whether it's program building, offensive scheme, defensive scheme, position fundamentals for every position, special teams, strength and conditioning. It was all delivered at Lawrence First and Goal and now has been produced into over 100 courses available on CoachTube. Again, the link is in our show notes. Follow all we're doing at coachandcoordinator.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.